live from the comfy confines of the Flannel Beaver Studios in Northern Ontario, Canada, comes the SWC Plus Roundtable. Welcome, everybody. Everybody, Once again, I'm host, welcome cast, or, or I, I prefer moderator, because we have a lot of hosts today on this podcast. Today, we're going to do the long-awaited Rogue One retrospective. This has been put on the back burner for far too long. Uh, we're going to go over uh, Star Wars. It was their second release since the Disney takeover. We're going to hash over. It's been a few years now. We'll be able to talk about what we were feeling at the time and what we're feeling now. But I don't do it alone, fortunately. That would be terrible. I'm going to go around the horn real quick. Uh, first, from the Sandcrawler podcast, we have Mike with us. Mike, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. How's it going today? Welcome. Welcome. Are you ready to talk Rogue One? I hear you like this movie. Oh, oh, just a little. Just a bit. Going. This is four hours today, right? Because <laughs> well, we'll see. Of- <laughs> it is Saturday. We do have stuff to do. Although we're in Ontario here, we're in quarantine, so we got right. nowhere to go. We're, yeah, exactly. exactly. If we go, well, any- I got, I got to work on Monday, but I think I can get everything I want to say between Saturday morning and Monday morning. So fantastic! I'm fantastic. here for it. Yep. All right. Continuing uh, down, down the okay, you're southern Ontario. We're going to skip over on the 401. We're going to head a little bit northeast. We're going to head over to Montreal to our good buddy Carlos Candido from the Tumbling, Tumbling Saber podcast, represented once again. Yes, sir. Carlos is no um, stranger to the roundtable and to the Roman podcast. That's correct. You yeah. actually jumped in. If you want to hear myself and Carlos with a little bit of a blue hue. <laughs> For, for a little bit better adult, not better, just adult humor, you can uh, check out the Roman podcast. I think a few episodes, 249 or something, he's on there. Check it out. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. And well, actually, we'd be more proud if you were disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, there's even the uh, year in review uh, podcast uh, that you spliced together, and I happened to bookend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was at the beginning and the end of all those clips, which was great because I, I also subbed in uh, during the holidays the previous year. Yeah, I get. Well, when Roman was off, I didn't realize um, I, uh, you're one of my go to guys. I, hey, Roman's taking a week off. You want to jump in? And when I put together the year end greatest clip show, volume five, it starts with Carlos and it ends with Carlos. So, I mean, that's the way things should be. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> <laughs> it should be really Come absolutely. On. All right, and again to close this out, um, uh, joining us once again, Mark. For someone that's recovering, this is becoming a habit. <laughs> Welcome back to the roundtable, Mark Godsev. How you doing, Mark? Thank you, my friend. Yeah, I'm good. This is uh, again another one of my addictions. That's your fault. <laughs> my, another wagon that I've toppled. See, off you with. spend a week in Florida with Rob. <laughs> I can't take that's that. It, yeah. <laughs> You're hooked on so much yeah. nasty. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Mark Godsev from the UK. Um, now he's going to be known as uh, Florida Man. Over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every newspaper yeah. headline. If it starts. Google it, kids. Yeah. If it starts with Florida Man, not good. Not good. Actually, there's another. <laughs> um, we don't have any Americans with us today, which is rare and odd. But uh, there's another brand new resident of Florida. I'm sure we'll hear lots from in the future. <laughs> no, it's not. We're not going there today. Let's not and say we did. Okay, okay. Let's let's not. Yeah. So uh, again, we're going live today on Facebook, and again, anybody that this is going out as an audio podcast, of course. And I have to implore everybody: we release the uh, SWC Plus Roundtable on Talk Star Wars. Still, Rob Wade and I still get along very, very well. We're not getting divorced, but 
this podcast has spun off on its own to its own feed. But Rob's been awesome. So we're, he's releasing this roundtable on the Talk Star Wars feed. So, but that's not going to last forever. So I implore you, look up SWC Plus Roundtable on your iTunes or your, your, your Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe to this because then in the future, you won't, be able, you won't miss any future episodes. So there we go. That's, our, that's the, the homework out of the way. Gentlemen, uh, I guess, okay, Mike, you, you have a lot to say about this movie. Rogue <laughs> One uh, released in... Two- 2016 2016 yes correct right. um this is not right. trivia time i'm just i'm, I'm, I'm i was actually having a brain fart i tried to I was told there'd be no trivia on today's show so <laughs> no. so uh 2016 uh rogue one this is, was the first non-saga movies if you don't count the clone wars which we're not counting um no. so mike what do you well let's let's start off where we were at that time and what you what were you hoping for we know you loved it so let's just start we're gonna go around the horn and just say where what our frame of mind was going into this movie well i remember uh when we started we saw that that mystery trailer at one of the celebrations that yeah. quickly disappeared online and it oh, was just- mark you were at that panel weren't you uh, i think uh, mike you referring to the one where they flew in and the Death Star was on the horizon. There's all that radio chatter. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it that took, was the year it took to roll that. up. And, oh, okay. Right on. Yeah, that was yeah. the year before um, the celebration I was at. So I didn't see that one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Anyway, so yeah. go ahead, Mike. Sorry about that. So they would, right, they would highlight in that trailer, um, uh, you know, the bits about the Rebels have won their first victory and stolen the plans and blah, blah, blah. And that got me pumped because it's like, you guys are taking one sentence and making a movie. And uh, uh, my my... My um, sort of my comfort zone, my callback when it comes to Star Wars that isn't regular Star Wars is the old Marvel comic series. And I remember thinking this is what we would have gotten back in the day, back in the 70s and the 80s. Um, right. I know there's, you know there's books, there's EU, there's all that stuff, but I'm not big on that. But it just, I'm like, oh, we're going to get, we're going to get in between and it's going to be awesome. And I mean, for me personally, the rebels is my favorite thing about star Wars, you know, put, you know, big air quotes in a big banner. That's what I love most about star Wars is, is the fight. And then, you know, beyond all the, all the, um, um, uh, what do I want to say? Be- beyond all the messages and all that of what's behind the rebel Alliance and all that. It's the focus of my collecting. Um, I have a giant rebel base diorama and I just love it. I just love everything rebel. So it's like, let me get this straight. You're going to do a movie about the rebels. So they had me at, they had me at that. And, um, uh, to me that they pulled it off. It's, it's, I, I, I flip flop since 2016 because it's like, well, you can't not pick one of the OT movies, say as your favorite star Wars. Yeah, you can. Um, well, you're not supposed to, right? I mean, you have to, you gotta pick, you know, I do not follow those rules. (laughs) I do not follow those rules. Well, I've always had a new hope is my, as, as my favorite star Wars ever. And, and I'd have to say, um, probably in the last year and a half, two years, it's, it's rogue one is my favorite star Wars movie. It has everything I want from a star Wars movie. So, um, fantastic. So go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was, just, I was gonna say, yeah. It's, uh, it's going into it though. Um, how, where was your bar? Like, we just came off of the Force Awakens, which was right. held the raised bar a lot, considering what we're basic. This is what I look into when I before Phantom Menace, 
everybody was so excited. They're like, can you imagine what George Lucas is going to be able to do with today's technology at the time? Right. We put the bar so high, there was no way it was clearing it. Like, didn't it wouldn't matter if they didn't have Jar Jar, didn't matter all the complaints about this movie. There's no way you can clear that. I think going into Force Awakens, everybody was like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. But wait a second. We mm -hmm. were bitten once with Phantom right. Menace. Let's go in with low expectations. So it basically set up the scenario for, well, that was a great Star Wars movie. And we were expecting decent. Right. You know, so it, we came out of there feeling fantastic. So now we're going on the Rogue One. We're got all the, the Force Awakens hype. Are are you are a Rebels fan? So are, is that was yeah. that good enough for you? Were you like, okay, I'm good? Um, well, you know, now that you mentioned it, now that, the, that it came, it was the next movie following The Force Awakens. I have uh, sort of a love hate relationship with the sequels, right? Um, in that I was okay with everything ending at Return of the Jedi. Um, I love the movies they're, they're you know, but th that, that story, I was like, okay, well, if you want to pick it up 40 years later, I didn't need to see legacy characters. I just thought, let's, let's see more star Wars 40 years down the road. So I, I had some disappointments with the force awakens. So I think when this came out, yeah, it was a little bit kind of arms crossed. All right, let's see what you got. But I think I was holding on to the fact that it's in an era I wanted to see, um, well, yeah. they you rated the you rated the, the, the start of the rebellion. Yep. Yeah, right. Rated and the you know rated the start of the rebellion as opposed to, um, way after where I thought the story was going to end. So it was sort of, and I think that's the whole like my the Marvel comics uh, uh, comparison I made a couple minutes ago is it's like this is going to sandwich in between kind of what we know. Right. So that's that's what I was looking most forward to. I think yeah, I think I was I was a little bit okay. Well, I'll let's just see how it goes because force awakens did have some, uh, you know, I had, I had some issues. Yeah, with it, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Carlos. Yeah. yeah man. Uh, we can always listen back to tumbling saber. And you, and I know, I think you had, I wasn't on the show back then. No, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was a uh, contributor yeah. with voicemails and, uh, but didn't you go to the dinner pre pre dinner? Didn't you pregame with the boys before the movie? That, yeah, that I did. Uh, I remember something about a steak bed or something. I don't, there's it's, it's all a cloud. <laughs> Some about Corey uh, and steak, and I, I'm sure there was beer involved. Th there was definitely beer. There was a, a, a James and Corey bet about calamari. There was uh, yes, yes, there it is. Thank that. you. Yes. Yeah, there was there was a ton there was a ton of like uh, anterior stuff uh, going on, which was which was cool. No, it was it was my first um, first of uh, many dinners with the uh, with the boys uh, before uh, before a Star Wars movie. Uh, it was really cool. I was uh, excited. Um, like Mike, I had some some reservations because, you know what, the the, the prequels were visually visually stunning in in some parts, and in others were clunky. The directing was terrible, um, and the script uh, could have used a lot more um, real directors and, and real script writers. But um, I think the storyline, the 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 arc of the prequels was very good. And, and, and we could see that now with the love for the prequels is that, you know what, put all the other crap aside, all that, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the stuff that we, we look at, like the, the candy, put that aside. And, and the main meat and potatoes of the prequels is great storytelling. Um, and coming into the sequel the trilogy, I was kind of, 
all in. Like, yeah, give me more Star. I want more Star Wars. I don't care what era it is. Just like right now, I'm into. I'm actually uh, listening to the audiobook of Light of the Jedi uh, for the High Republic, and it's Star Wars, man. Like, yeah, okay, it doesn't have our 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 known uh, uh, characters that we we know and love, but guess what? We'll get to know them. Like, right. that's that's the whole point. So, uh, I was. Um, uh, like Mike, same thing. I had reservations after The Force Awakens. Uh, visually, blew my mind. Uh, some of the choices. Uh, I was already not a fan of J.J. Abrams before that because of Lost. And 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 I was like, how is he going to finish this? And he literally built in a cliffhanger. Like, I wanted to... I, I, I wish I could have punched him in the balls. <laughs> like, and and it, what he ended up doing was uh, tying future directors' hands together. And I think that was Disney's biggest mis- miscalculation was not having one director direct all three movies. Um, but that's a, that's a different story. So when, when we come to Rogue One, um, I, I was like, yeah, give it to me. Like, I, I want to see that. Like, it's just like when you see the crawl for episode four and they talk about... Um, you know the, the the battle, and then uh, in Leia's message to Obi Wan about serving her father in the Clone Wars, it's like, yeah, you're setting up so much stuff that we don't see right now, but it, it's it's before, and now I, I, we get to see that, and um, and I'm sure, and I kind of know why Rogue One is probably your favorite now, Mike, is because it actually butts up like smash cut right into episode yeah. four. So it's like, it's it's perfect, and uh, for me, it is my like it, it, it floats in the top three of my star Wars movies with empire and, and, um, revenge of the Sith. Yep. Um, uh, but most days it's on the top of that list and it's, it's rare that a month goes by without me watching this movie. And it's, uh, for so many different reasons and the directing and, uh, there's a little, th- I, I've, I've, I've beat, I beat the drum about the score so many times that there's some parts, like some little themes that I really don't like, but, they're the, my favorite theme in all of Star Wars, or right at the top is is the master switch on the the Battle of Scarif. Mm. So there, there's so many great things, and it's not John Williams. Like it's blows my mind. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. so so it's uh, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm just happy to be talking about this. Uh, uh, finally, being able to sit down with uh, <laughs> with some. Uh, with like-minded some people, like-minded people, and uh, some good guys, and we were able to talk about this. I'm, I'm really happy. Okay, I'm gonna pass it to Mark now. Mark, you are the recovering podcaster. Yes. Now I'm gonna have to explain to our listeners oh, something about Mark. When Mark sees something on a trailer or reads it somewhere, we will theorize about something. Remember, uh, we were thinking uh, to cast a new with the sequel trailers. And 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 then the bearish vow, yes. Because remember we yeah. were doing the the com- we were doing uh, TSW's comics, so we had all this back knowledge. And and basically, when we went into one of the sequel movies, we're thinking, or went to Last Jedi, we're thinking, oh, it's Jacasta New, and it's it's the it's the Jedi archives, and it's the uh, Luke's taking a bearish vow. We had it figured out. Except our thing is, we'll hash out this idea, and then we're like. Okay, that's we can, and now every prediction we make off that, we're we're making a, we're basically making predictions off our what we think is a rock solid prediction. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So we see something, make that head cannon, and then now we develop the movie. You and I have done that lots of times. So it's like okay, that's when we're watching uh, 
the when we look at the the trailer for I listened to your recovery podcast about the Force Awakens, and you're talking about oh that's obviously Tatooine, that's obviously that. So basically, we lay this groundwork, and then everything else after comes. Okay, now the movie's canon off this off these certain plot points. Then we get into the movie, and it's like oh wait that my base plot point was wrong. So it dominoes our entire theory throughout the whole movie. So going into Rogue One. This is where I'm getting at with you being the recovery. I'm, I'm sure you're going to reco- uh, cover it on your recovery podcasting, looking over what you guys were thinking prior to Rogue One. What were you thinking prior to Rogue One? <laughs> I know you're going to touch on this probably like we're going into the movie. We'll get your yeah. thoughts on it a little, in a little bit, but this is just like a preamble. What were, what were we expecting? Um, I was expecting uh, there, was, there were a few specifics I was expecting. Right. That didn't pan out. You know, the, everything you just said about theorizing, I built an entire podcast around that concept right. of Absolutely. taking a taking a crumb of information and blowing it up into something that sometimes paid off, sometimes didn't pay off. So I was expecting from Rogue One to know where it was going. Much like, Carlos, you mentioned the prequels, the, the prequels, we knew where it would start and where it would end because that was already set in stone when we went in the door for the, the first screening. With Rogue One, I knew where it was going to end. I, did, I had no idea I was going to get there. I was expecting it to be full of surprises. I didn't expect it to be uh, what it turned out to be for me, which is the pinnacle of Disney Star Wars. I think it's the very... I was going to joke when we started and say, that this movie blew, but I couldn't even carry <laughs> that off. It, it, to me, is the very apex of what Disney have achieved, and it's just dropped precipitously (laughs) since and that's only because this film is so high Mm -hmm. so very so very good um everything about the experience of it for me not just the movie itself which i think is one of my favorites out of the entire bunch probably star wars empire and rogue um but everything that led up to it i was a year into podcasting with talk star wars i went to the celebration and saw the trailers that that didn't go public I saw the panel. I saw the spoilers get dropped on that panel, which we can talk about in a little while. Um, for me, this, the entire experience of Rogue One is wrapped up, not just the film itself, but everything we did on the run-up to it, the expectations, the theorizing, and everything that came out the back of it, the deconstructing it right up to today, where I rewatched it last night so we can discuss it today. It is the perfect Star Wars film for me in just about every way. Um, I was expecting to like it. I don't know that I expected to love it. And I don't know that I expected it to knock me around quite as much as it did with the surprises and the, and the way it builds on the canon of Star Wars as well. When you think that a wedging story, and like Mike said, you, you're telling a story between the lines, literally. And I can, I can recount something from the, from celebration a, a little bit later on about the opening crawl. Um, but they were literally jamming a story in between the lines and they managed to build an entire world in there, like a, a microcosm for Star Wars. Quick so question. Awesome. If I jump in right here, Mark, yep. uh, when you saw it, when you watched it yesterday, yes. how, does it change for you every time you watch it? Like, do you, do you, how do you feel about the movie every time you watch Do you love it a little bit more? Do you see things that you didn't see previously? Like, yeah. Uh, t- yes. Talk about that a bit. Yeah, I do. It, that is 
very much the case. Every time I go to a movie, I'm a little bit different, I guess. Um, and in this instance, it was a different version of the film I'd seen because I hadn't really seen it in the glorious 4K presentation I saw yesterday. And that was just tasty beyond belief. Also, too, just real quick, Mark, your experience, because you work in the in the, the cinema industry, yeah, you get to see these movies a couple of days before yeah. even, even us that see it like yes. as soon yeah. as it drops. So you're, you're usually by yourself or with a couple of coworkers. Yeah. So you don't, you don't have the whole. No, not until like, after. Yeah. You don't have the whole premiere that mm. get out of the theater. Oh, there's a private message group with all of us that, cause we make sure we don't spoil it because yeah. we're all over the world and all our mm. friends are like, okay, I've seen it. And that's all you say. And you don't drop yeah. anything. And, and we make a separate group for people that have to wait till Friday night or whatever. Mm. So, <laughs> You're missing that the 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 evening of and whatever our ritual is, whether it's you whether it's date night with the wife, whether it's uh, beers with the boys with Carlos, whether it, whatever you got to do before a Star Wars movie to get ready for it. Your yours is the ritual. There is 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 just I'm assuming just not because it's work for you. You're like oh I yeah. throw it on at work. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's like the rehearsals that I get to sit in on. So um, yeah. we've. Revenge of the Sith was the first one when I was in the industry. I saw that on my own completely, but that was 35 millimeter. Um, and then with Force Awakens, there was three of us. And with Rogue One, there was two of us. <laughs> Just myself and my boss watching that movie. And he, I don't think he'll want to watch a film with me again because it was <laughs> sort of embarrassing. I'm a grown man and it got a little bit messy <laughs> I, I, I'm so animated when I'm watching a film for the first time. And I think that it's internal <laughs> monologue, but it's certainly not because I'm having to scream over the audio in a theater. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, Andy the, Dufresne. Yeah. There was, there was lots of things like, you know, you know, um, right. we had one of the theories about, maybe don't remember, one of the theories I had about Rogue One was that when they, I didn't know it was going to be the crash on Edu, but when they crashed on Edu, I thought they were going to need to, they were going to scrap that U-wing and escape in the shuttle Tiberium. <laughs> that was my theory. That, mm. And I reached out to Jason Ward and said, you heard anything about this? Do you think this might happen? And um, and he hadn't heard anything. He thought it was a great theory. So all the way through, when they when they crashed the, the U-wing on Edu, I was like saying out loud, this is it going to be is. the shot of the idea. This it's is, coming. It's coming. Show, yeah, this is going to happen. <laughs> this is going to be a thing. And of course it didn't, which is even better because I like when my theories don't play out, if I can be surprised by something. Um, but that's where I thought that was going. So yeah, it was a, it was a roller coaster ride for me. It was terribly disappointing for my boss who had the entire film ruined for him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, very, a, a very unique experience. And I'm, I'm very lucky. Excellent. Okay. We're going to, uh, okay. Well, uh, myself going into it, I'm not one of these, oh, I love everything Star Wars makes. I just take it as it comes. And I'm just like, like Mike said, I was, Star Wars ended for me in 19, what, 83 after Jedi, you know, and that was kind of ended it. And then anything else has been bonus for me. Everything has been, it's been cool. And I just, I, it, Star Wars like pizza. It's like, can you have is there a crappy pizza? No, it's all decent. There's some awesome pizza. Like, but you know what I mean? So it's just, I'll take it. And I was the same way with the sequels uh, trilogy. It's like, maybe this wasn't 
for me, but there was a lot of fan service for me. You know, I had my my ups and downs with the prequels. I was like, well, here George Lucas is like, well, yeah, you don't like it right. because yeah. it's for the kids. Well, I, I do enjoy the prequels. I don't not dislike them. They're not my favorites, but it's still Star Wars because I like the lore. I like the universe. I like what he's created. I also had some misgivings <laughs> with – I'm not going to be an apologist for, for Lucas. I also had misgivings. It's like, well, yeah, you don't like it. it uh, a lot of people don't like it because it's made for kids, and now you got all these adults that are going there expecting like a kid's movie. I'm like, yeah, but you also had about uh, half an hour, 45 minutes of the movie is like parliamentary procedures. You can't hang that kid's banner on the political movies, especially no. the Phantom Menace. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get it if it was all Ewoks and Jar Jar, but no, there is, it's not just for kids. Mace Windu literally decapitates a Mandalorian. <laughs> it, like, and his son picks up the head. Like, it's not just for kids. Exactly. <laughs> so, so going in the Rogue One, I'm always, I'm right there. And this is, of course, this roundtable started by then. Our community is in full bloom. Like, we're all now, not only do we have um, our close friends aren't, aren't the ones, oh, oh, you know who's going to see that opening night? That Rob guy down the road. or you know, Like, it's like, it's now we have somewhere to talk about it. I mean, and it's like, hey, <laughs> the whole world can hear my wonderful opinion about Jocasta New and something about me. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, 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 and, you know, for whatever reason. So when I went in the Rogue One, I thought it was, I was expecting, oh, this is cool. Cause I know it's, it's apparently right before it's, it's how we get the plans. Okay. I'm all, I'm on for it. I was expecting, oh, you know what they're going to do? They're going to go rogue two about the Bothans from uh, return of the Jedi. They're going to do this. And I had all this other, I had, I had the next 20 years of star Wars mapped out for them. I still do. If you need it, um, <laughs> <laughs> you mean your phases one through 20, at least to get me to the end of my lifetime. After that, you can do whatever you want. So you, I need, was to, a, you need to turn in your star Wars card there because uh, rogue two was actually in empire. So I like, I was expecting the whole <laughs> Bothan story about how many lost their lives and all this other stuff. How cool would it have been if they had named that movie Rogue 3 instead, just to have that Rogue 2 in, in the middle? <laughs> that was somewhere. This missing Rogue. <laughs> so for me, I was just I was just happy with more Star Wars. And then it also, too, it had that look that I think Force Awakens tried, but like I think, Mark, you pointed out how it took us, you know, seeing the, the Falcon flying atmosphere took us out of the movie because as star Wars OT projected generation, we're like, well, we've never seen that before. So it just took us out of our, that apocalypse now shot with the tie fighters, but this was more, we kind of got that with force awakens and it was shot. The, uh, the stormtroopers were a little dirty. You mean like it was made like, like George it was Lucas. more gritty. It was a grittier yeah. Yeah. yeah, George Lucas is like, no, everything in space isn't shiny and aluminum, or sorry, Mark, aluminium. It's 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 all it's not supposed to be polished. This is a smuggler's ship. It's supposed to be dirty. His socks yeah. are supposed yeah. to be lying the, around. The it. tone of it is absolutely perfect. Spot exactly. On That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well you mentioned you mentioned the Force Awakens and and you know the callbacks it, it wanted to have to the OT. And I think that's the one big difference between that and Rogue One is Force Awakens had <clears throat> had the resistance base um well underground anyway in a in a looking like in an old jungle temple. Right. 
which to me was like, well, are we on Yavin or aren't we on Yavin? To me, the choice would have been give us a different look, give us a different setting. When you literally went to Yavin in Rogue One, it was like it that was my chewy were home moment. Yes. Yes. To to really yeah. confuse movies. Um, it's that's where they were before. That's where they should be because in two hours they're gonna be there when we watch a new hope. And and it, it's the, the callbacks in the sequel seemed a little more ham fisted. Yes. Oh yes. yes. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. For Absolutely. example, the 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 chess table uh aboard the Falcon in that was Force Awakens, right? Yep, Where yep. it accidentally hits the buttons, and it's like, well, you, you don't have to tell it. We get it. We know. We know yeah. what that table is. You know. The train. Whereas in Rogue One, um, Bail Antilles comes out of the shadows. Yeah. Oh, or oh. or or um, you know what I mean? It was it. It just it fit. It's it it fit better. Yeah, and, it was and, like, of uh, course, that should be there. I'm looking know? over your shoulder right now, and and I see Saul Guerrero, and he was he was in the Clone Wars. That was a great right. Easter egg for for fans of the expanded universe and the, and the Clone Wars, but it wasn't necessary. It wasn't like you didn't need to know it. Did you? Exactly. No, but, but nothing, yeah. look, this is the thing. Like when we talk about fan, anytime you from 1980 on everything, Star Wars is fan service. They're servicing the fans who enjoyed the first movie, like one hundred percent. Yep. So, so I, I, I don't, I don't get precious about Ponda Baba and Doctor Evazan. I loved seeing them there. Mm -hmm. It was like, yep. oh, cool, cool. You know why? Yeah. Because I'm an adult who's mentally balanced, and I don't have to get angry at something <laughs> well, that well, I wouldn't yeah, have written out on that one. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, in theory, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, legally yeah <laughs> but so i don't get I, like the, even the hollow chess uh, like finn just knocking it over and then it turning on is like oh cool it kind of left off from where they left off in, mm. in episode four it's like all right awesome like it's it's not gonna ruin my night i'm not gonna the popcorn's not gonna taste crappier now because i saw <laughs> that so like i i have no the, the, the issues i have with it are the 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 um, with the sequels where Rogue One does not suffer from this at all is the the the, the dumb things that they try to do like the Star Killer base and and that one beam splitting off into six beams to destroy six planets in one shot it's really stupid but like I I know what I know what JJ tried to do and he wanted to make the old Star Wars relevant and. And, and 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 kind of pay tribute to it, but there were better ways to do it. And I think Rogue One is the epitome of the best ways to do that type of yes. stuff. Yes. Right. Yeah. And also, it's no it's no coincidence that Rogue One meshes real well. I was watching rewatching it last night, and it meshes real well with Mandalorian. Same universe look. Same. Yeah. yeah. The aesthetic. Yeah. Right. Right. But, I mean, Speaking it's, it's Jedi and so forth. It's yeah. less than ten years apart, right? So it's like yeah. it's not it's not like the universe is that much different. Whereas I understand the look of the prequels uh, versus the look of the OT. Yeah, like it makes perfect sense because when you think about the Roman Empire, you think about the the, the shiny marble around the Colosseum, and then skip forward six hundred years, that place was stripped. It was. The, the marble was they took it and used it to build churches, and now everything looks like it's in ruins. It's normal. Like, yeah, people who complained about the look of the prequels don't understand history. Like, oh, yeah. why, why you're going back in the past and everything's more technologically advanced? Yeah, because that's what happens when civilization yeah. civilizations fall. That's what happens. The universe so, had been broken by power. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then the, you look at the the, the 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 sequel trilogy. Oh, how come it's not as advanced as the prequels? Well, it takes a long time to rebuild that because you don't know what when when you get to the the prequels. 
they've been there for a thousand years. It took a thousand years to get to that point. So now you're 40 years ahead and it's like, why doesn't it look the same? Well, I don't know. Use your imagination. I I, I don't know. I I can't help you. Like if you need answers for everything and you need blueprints for everything, follow Star Trek. That's that's science (laughs) fiction. Yes. You know, where, where this is science Fantasy. fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so, so you, you gotta take the good with the bad and, um, but, but, but if you're gonna, if you're gonna judge the Disney era movies, I mean, this, like Mark said, this is the pinnacle. This is such, such a good, look, there were things that were jarring, like the no crawl and bam, we're on a planet. And it's like, like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. The it's new. It's nine, different. Yes. Planet names in the corner yeah. of the screen yeah. as well. Yeah. But not all of them. Like we didn't get Mustafar. Mm. Like we. we and and know, I think it, it also has the advantage of, um, like I also love Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. So have me have me back when that when that time comes. Um, I love it very very much. But when you watch Solo, you're you're kind of waiting to see what are they going to do with Han? What are they going to do with Chewie? Because mm. we know these characters. Whereas Rogue One. They're all brand new for the most part. They're all brand new characters. Yeah, the, the main characters are all brand new. Whereas yeah, so. the characters we know are ancillary. Like they're they're right. they're, they're there in the background. And, and they explained why we don't see them in the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, right. Yeah. The best way possible. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, you know what's no loopholes, Corey. <laughs> yes. uh, Mark, in your when you were uh, your opening comments, um uh and you were mentioning um well, you, I actually I wasn't sure where you were going, and you first started. Where you were saying in the Disney era, and I was hearing you first as uh, this movie tanked because Disney, and then I, I I picked up what you were saying. So, but what I was what I was hearing there, uh, they killed off they killed off the heroes at the end of them. The good guys died, yeah. and for that to happen, nobody. I'm sorry. I think this movie is helped by that because yes. nobody saw a Disney movie. <laughs> since old yeller where that was going to happen, yeah. you yeah. know, and it's when, when we watched it. So we watched it last night. Uh, uh, we got a brand new TV at Christmas. I went from a 40 inch to a 55 inch. <laughs> this is the 40 inch. <laughs> so we've been, we've been making our way uh, through, through the movie. So last night was rogue one. And um, uh, my wife and my daughter will not, will not pay attention because it upsets them so much that the whole crew dies. And they're like, how, how can this be your favorite movie? And I just look at, but look, look what it does. Look what happens five minutes after this Luke, two hours after this, yeah. you know, yep. they're setting up for Luke to save the galaxy and dying to do that. So that's where I think it also, it's just, holy cow, did you guys take a chance? You made us fall in love with this new crew of characters and then you took them away. And the end result at the end for me is, is, is hope it's, that's that's what Star I'm Wars happy is, yeah. about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, it it just did it so well. Uh, um, that's a, that's a great point. Um, we're gonna go around the horn again here, and again, this we're gonna try to keep this under an hour. But this these things boogie. <laughs> that's why I, I try to cap them at, at like four four people. Good luck, I, Rob. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna highlight a couple things. Obviously, we all really enjoy this movie. We're all in agreement. Knocked out of the park. Great movie. We're all happy. Rogue One, fantastic. My, what I love, I just, my takeaways, I'm going to let you guys go really in depth. Obviously there's a fight scene at the end. <laughs> Darth Vader. One of you guys can make a meal out of that. I'm just going to say I'm with you. Thumbs up. That was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Um, actually I ended up with the, if you, those watching the live stream, Vader, come get it. I got it. I got the plans. In my Sweet. Head. Nice. 
you like that, eh? How do I get one of those? Uh, after the show, I'll talk to you. To <laughs> yeah, to to, I don't want to let that thread go on the live stream. Yeah, it is actually because even even this part here, like look at, I know it's this horrible podcast. Oh, that's great. This is a data. I'm actually holding up a data chip, and stunning. It fits into in the R2. Into my R2. That's right. It's a data. It's it's the base of the data they're they're passing along when Vader's attacking. That's I got one. Anyway, um, so yeah, the Vader scene, awesome. Killing off everybody, awesome. And you know why it's awesome? Because how many times have we discussed on podcasts or heard rumblings on the internet or on Twitter complaining? How come we've never heard about Kanan before Rebels? You mean, and all the Jedi are dead, and now there's a bunch of Jedi out there. How come we've never heard about Ahsoka? This is perfect. They're all dead. That's why we don't see Jin later. Dead. Saul mm-hmm. Guerrero, dead. Yeah, I mean, right. everybody's dead, dead, dead. I'm well, like, and, and, <laughs> and if I can jump in, uh, they introduced Blue Squadron in the movie, and we're like, yep. how come we never saw Blue Squadron? Oh, yeah. that's why. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. we, and we get yeah. introduced to the first Red Five. There you go, oh, yeah. And, and, and why, why did that seat, why did Luke get Red Five? Because the seat was empty. Yeah, exactly. The guy before you, dead. Um, <laughs> I, like, I like the, it really showed the grittiness of it. Right at the beginning, this guy knew that there was a pilot that defected and he knew he, there was a, there was a, a planet killer machine. Um, he knew, Oh, right away. Oh my God. Cassian knew he was like, Oh, he can't follow me. So he kills him. Yeah, yeah. The, it's, the, it's actually, Corey's favorite mercy killing. Yeah. yeah. It's not a mercy yeah. killing. It's, it's a fact that it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to kill you. Cause I'm worried about what they're going to do to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill oh. you because they're I have to get, get out of here alive. Yeah, yeah. and they're going to get the information that they I can't love that. know. Yeah, it's yeah. Just right that's off the top. Excited for Andor because that stuff, that moral gray. Yeah. Yes. Shovel that on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like if I went into the theater for the first time with my arms crossed, going, "All right, all right, yeah, let's do this." As soon as that happened, I was okay. Yeah. Keep going. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I'm here for it now. <laughs> it was and and every time I watch it, I I. I watch uh, Cassian's face. Yeah, and it's it's he, he takes the guy out, and he's got that sort of half second of, God, I hate my job. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's off and running. You know, choices were made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he expresses that to Jin as well, doesn't he? He yeah. says, you know, we've all done terrible things. We've all right, got blood on the hands. He's like, I yeah. did it yesterday, and also I got to say this right off the top: the CGI with uh, Tarkin and uh, Carrie Fisher at the end. I watched this with my oldest. She might have been around, what, 14 or 15 at the time. Anybody that doesn't know that uh, that that actor, Peter, Peter, Peter Cushing, Cushing yep. is, sorry, Peter Cushing passed away um, and could not possibly be in Rogue One. Anybody that didn't know he was, he was gone didn't know it was CGI. Mm-hmm. My, my wife watched it. Yeah, no problem. My, my oldest watched it. No problem. I knew right away. Of course. And then you, once you know... It sticks out, and then it then it then the CGI eats at you. Yeah, Same thing bit. with Carrie Fisher at the end. Yeah, you can pick out all the flaws you want, but come on, that was it was necessary. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, during my second viewing at the movies, um, the uh, one thing I wish they had, I wish they had, were more talking with Hayden Christensen, even if they used him just for the bath the tank, no. just his profile. Can you imagine right. just seeing him all scarred up, but knowing it was him and it. If the rumor came out that Hayden was in the movie and we only saw him for that split second and then they put him in the costume for for the fight at the end, fantastic. It would have been yeah. great. It would have been just that's but that's other than that, 
I those are some of my highlights in the movie. Go around the well, world. and the thing the thing with the CGI characters too. If it wasn't for that, we all would not have flipped out one hundred percent completely as we did at the end of the Mandalorian yeah. this season. You know that <laughs> that set us up for for that major freak out. Yeah, and, and then- to me, Tar- Tarkin is such a part of the Death Star story. Put him in. Yes. Whatever it takes, get him in. Yeah. And they did. You, you know. may fly so, when ready. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And also all the people complaining. I saw a meme about this the other day. All the com- people complaining about Star Wars CGI did not see the Scorpion King in what? 2001? Oh my yes. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> or or the Mummy Returns. The, mu- the Mummy 2, yeah. The Mummy 2, mummy two yeah. So, okay. Round the horn. Mark, I'm going to toss it to you first. Yes. Again, we're not hitting this movie bite by bite. I mean, scene by scene, what are your takeaways? Favorite parts? You've seen the movie. You've seen it a million times. Are we going to um, are we gonna discount that Vader scene at the end? Because I mean, does Everybody it, get it any better than that? I'm letting one of you, whoever takes it. The, the, there's like, it's, it's like, yeah. that's the I last donut. That's the last I, donut on I the plate. I won't take right? it. I will say okay. um, Kevin Smith once gave some advice to budding screenwriters and said, you got to end better than you start. That's the that's the reason that Vader scene is in there, because that's the shot in the arm you get after the the story you've just experienced and the way it ends right. for the rogue crew. I thought the that only this thing you can get at the end was that they could that have is, they could have when the when they get washed over by the light from the Death Star oh. blast, Jin and and Cassian they, they could have credited right right there roll credits yeah. yeah but I thought that exact same thought this morning Mark sorry go ahead yeah. I will say. Um, there, there are too many things to 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 just to pick one really without doing the rest of disservice. But I will say that the character development, the character arcs in this film are great. No one's just a disposable character. Even someone like Bodhi has got a Bodhi Rick has got a complete arc from start to finish. That little arc of redemption that he goes through. The he's a, he's a real hero in that movie. It's a fan, that's yeah. last yeah. night, Carlos. You asked if there are things that change every time I see it. I particularly watched. I just listened to Riz Ahmed interviewed on a podcast this week, and I really like the guy. And so I paid close attention to his story in my viewing last night, and it's just such a beautiful little. It's it's fighting weight. This story of somebody that's petrified at the start and compelled, much like Luke, compelled onto this little miniature hero's journey. And you can see the courage it takes for him. And, and and we get it punctuated with comments from K2SO, like, you're a rebel now, when he takes that one step across the line. And then what he has to do when he's getting the, the communication set up on Scarif, and then what it costs him at the end. And that yeah. moment of realization that, that this isn't the moment I pay for everything I've done. But he's, he's redeemed. It's exquisite everything they they do all these little characters everybody's got a a miniature hero's journey and i love that attention to detail because some of the other films that have come out under the disney banner they've lacked that attention to character development and that is what star wars is for me as an adult it was and if if i could touch if i could touch on on that point what it does is and and i think jj did it a little bit with the stormtroopers walking down a hallway and then stopping and turning around when Kylo is losing it. Yeah. Um, they're, they're trying to say that like, not everybody in the empire is bad. It's a job for some of these people. It's yes. just, it's a job. And and they actually are people like they're not all evil. Like the, the guys at the top are evil, like Tarkin and, and, um, and Krennic in, in this, in this movie and the, the, the emperor. Yeah. They have these evil motives, but they're recruiting people 
just to fill in spots because they need a certain amount of people. And um, we get that a lot in the, uh, in the, the Disney era of star Wars, which is something that we really kind of didn't get before. And I think it humanizes a little bit the other side, not to look, we all have to make choices in life. Right. But like not, not to justify the fact that you're, you're working for the bad guys, but like try, you got to understand, like some people need to eat. Like, so and again, it's, it's what you're fed too. We get that a lot with the Mandalorian. Remember uh, in one of the last episodes we had that one guy was like, yeah, I was on the death star. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, yeah. And, and, nice. and she's like, Are these guys, which, which one? Sorry, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah like, nice. Right. There, there's this conversation that all these stormtroopers have this tiny little water cooler chat about new starships, you know, the yeah. HP 38 and all that. So these people don't view themselves as a part of a huge war machine. Yeah. They think they're doing their nine to five. And yep. so they can chat about speeders and blasters and, and have these, these light these, conversations. And these, and and these what doing. terrorists that call themselves rebels. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, when you think about George's, you know, the themes when he was writing the movie was about, you know, the dangers of, you know, a big government, big business, that sort of thing. The side of it too is, is when we're all part of it, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, how do you rise above? You know, I, the, the company I work for just merged with another company and we're the, I don't know, the fourth largest automaker on the planet. That's a little death starry to me sometimes, but <laughs> I'm going to go in every day and build my, you know, do, build my minivans because I need a paycheck. So, yeah, but it's, it's right. It's one of the themes. It's what happens when things get out of hand yep. uh, from the government, that sort of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a great it's a great theme. Absolutely. Okay, um, Carlos, you're again. We're I'm saving Mike to the end because I know he's gonna. He's, he's, <laughs> hour three. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Carlos uh, highlights again. We're not doing this bit by bit. We're we're just we're just chatting about a movie we love. So your uh, your favorite parts. Uh man, uh, so tough. Uh, I would say K two S O. Just uh, Alan yes. Tudyk's performance is. Um, is fantastic. I love how he's uh, quippy and sassy, uh, but not a not a priss. Like yep. um, uh, pr- pretty much the antithesis of C three PO, which is which was great. Um, I loved uh, seeing Vader in the back to tank, like and having him having that conversation and and uh, you know putting Krennic in his place in a way where Krennic is really this bad guy, but I think we we see the hierarchy of of what real bad guys are uh, when when Vader appears to him um, when that door opens and that huge shadow is looming over him. <laughs> it's it's I mean that's great filmmaking right there. And yeah, the DOP is worth his weight in gold on this. Moment. Oh yeah, absolutely. But then, but then the little prick grins after he gets strangled. Yeah. I yeah, love well, that. Yeah. He survived. He survived yeah. the yeah. encounter, yeah. right? He's got yeah. to, he went up to the face of the beast and he came away from it. So, yeah. yeah. You know, he tweeted hashtag squad goals after yeah. that. Like, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and also, too, he's, he's pretty, pretty young to be a director. Like, so of, of, like, you see his rank on his, on his, on his chest there. Right. He yeah. knows he didn't get there solely on merit. He knows there was a little bit of choky choky above him on the ladder that got him there a little quicker than he should have probably. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yes. And the no, shoulders are giants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, lo- I love Ben Mendelsohn in this, in this film. I think that uh, he really, he's a character that you love to hate. Like you want him to fail, uh, but you love watching him do it, which is 
I think that's that's how you write bad character, like bad guys. You have to mm-hmm. you have to write them that way. You have to um, not want them to succeed, but watch them do it. Whereas sometimes it's like just bad guys. Like, oh, get them off, get them off the screen. I don't I don't want to see them. Like you're you're repulsed by some people because they're they're, they're they failed in the balancing act, right? Uh, where here there there was no failure in that balancing act. Uh, when he's on uh, when he's on the the, the bridge at the, the Citadel Tower and and now all of a sudden all those explosives go off and he's like, "Are you blind? Like, <laughs> yeah. blind the garrison? What are you doing?" Yeah, exactly. Like, he's he's actually saying what the rest of us think when we watch a movie. Right. Of course. Don't, don't. What is going? Why are you taking so long to? to what? Yeah. So, and I like I like that he's hands on in that sense. Whereas you get the feeling that Tarkin would be like arms crossed and just like mm-hmm. pushing the chess boards around, and he's he's a little bit more uh, hands on with that. Um, you I see some of that with the um, with uh, Jeddah City yep. when um, when um, Mendo that Krennic really wants to go full tilt and blow everything to smithereens. And Tarkin's like, let's just dial yeah, it down. We're, yeah, we're sending what, what, a message, right? Yeah, not we're sending a message, not a manifesto. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I know it's, it's, uh, there, there's so much about that, that I, that I, that I truly enjoy. Uh, I think that uh, I was going to call her Kira, but I mean, uh, Jenner. So um, there's, I like the actress. Um, there, there are some parts that are a little clunky in her performance that maybe uh, I think that the, um, that the Kira character did better. Um, also, too, not to be that guy, but when she was in that Imperial uniform at the end and her eyes were peeking out through the helmet, how adorable was that? <laughs> like, oh, no, she's – no, no, no. I, you, you, <laughs> No, 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 you're right. There, there, yeah. there, is, there is this, this, uh, magneti- like this magnetic – Yes. Thing, thing about about the person, the actor. Yes. Um, and I think that's you know whatever it it is what it is. I mean, it's definitely not the worst Star Wars performance no. um, uh, ever. You know, and but but I love the highlight of the movie for me is the Battle of Scarif, in conjunction with the space battle as well, because like this is a real space battle like as opposed to okay we're attacking the death star and we see just three you see three x-wings and a y-wing like and then that's it and yeah we got a lot of that space especially in episode three where we see at the the beginning of the movie like obi-wan and anakin going towards grievous's ship um that that space battle is is it's great. It's grand. It's it's when you think of Coruscant as being a a, a city, yeah. uh, a planet city, the, just the grandeur of that, and and then to have that battle with this like upscaled visuals yeah. and, and and but also telling the story from different different perspectives, and also wow. too not not to be I know it's Star Wars but a slight little bit of realism. They go to they go to hyperspace. They go to jump out at the end. And the star, Vader, and the star oh. destroyer show up, and they yeah. start hitting them like it's Smash like into it. Brilliant. Of course, that would happen. I people back yeah. into people in the parking lots all the time. Why would exactly, you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, nice. let us remind you how big a star destroyer is. Yes, exactly. Yeah, when you've yeah. already seen them teeny tiny next to the Death Star, the yes. scale. This is why you get Gareth Edwards to do something like this. The Godzilla Master is the scale on screen yeah. is right. Excellent. Well, and it's great too. It's Vader's Tie Fighter. 
or I'm sorry, it's Vader Star yeah. Destroyer. Yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah. <laughs> no, right. so I, I, wait, just just what, quickly, what one last thing. The one yep. the, there there are some things that I didn't like when you when you hear the the Mon Calamar's voice. We're receiving a message from Scarif. <laughs> there, there's something yeah. so cheesy about some of these voices. It reminded yeah. me of Daniel, Lo, like uh, Little Boba. Uh, fire! <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why are you doing that voice? And who okayed it? Like, there, there, <laughs> are so, you so an little, angel? <laughs> yeah, that that was better. That was better than the Boba Fett thing. Uh, uh, anything so, by so General the, Hux. Anything <laughs> yeah. he says, uh, you know, playing to the cheap seats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, right. but it's, 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 sometimes it's the voice, the voice choices of the actors where like, what, like just give, oh, give 100%. Me it's almost like it's, it's out of context too. It's um, yeah. my number one for that in my favorite Star Wars movie, Empire Strikes Back. Well, then I'll see you in hell. Yeah. And he takes off on the Tauntaun. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. why would you say I'll see you in hell? What? It's, right. Yeah. It just, it hits the ear wrong every time. And I, that's my favorite. We're missing, and we're missing the cutscenes of the rebels after he does that. Going, God, he's such a dick. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Cut to the control room. Mike, final word. Oh boy, Rogue One well, favorite, and the donut's still sitting right there in the middle of the table. Like, <laughs> we're all being very polite. Uh, Vader scene. Uh, yeah, the Vader scene. I guess it's all right. I got the uh, I got the Tana V character this week. Quarter this week from Hasbro. Oh, nice. So. <laughs> Nice. I've been playing with that. That's uh, a dream come true. Is the Vader um, scene better because of the of the matchup and the similarities with the with the Luke scene out of Mandalorian now? Um, you know what? I never. I, I had to. I had to read that to even catch that. To be honest, that went completely over my head. It gives it. A, I think um, when I rewatched it last night or this morning, there I was. I was uh, right. actually the Vader scene was like oh, just a little bit more tastier. I don't know how they did it, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I think for different reasons. We were talking before about how the you know they could have they could have cut to the credits uh, after uh, Jin and Cassian died. Yeah, and you're, you're given the Vader scene. And the, the the great thing is, is like, could you feel any lower than uh, Jin and Cassian dying? And then the Vader scene, which is the most brutal thing through this whole movie. Yeah, I think you actually feel euphoric because it's. <sighs> It's that holy crap moment. He's yeah. doing it. Yes. You know, it's that thing. And, and he, you know, uh, but then you hit another peak where the euphoric horror is replaced with euphoric hope with the, with the princess Leia scene. So no, I think it's, I think it's necessary. I think they pulled it off. I think it's, it's, it's amazing. I, it, I love it. And fan service. I'm a fan. Go ahead. Yeah. Give me what you want. Service you want me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From the theater, please. <laughs> but uh, as far as final thoughts, like I said, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm a rebel guy. I'm a rebel base guy. I love X wings. I love Y wings. I may have too much of a crush on Angus McGinnis. Um <laughs> but I just it, it, Jin and Cassian are like I can't pick a favorite. Um, I love them both. I love what they do together. I love. I love how they didn't have love scenes yeah. yet. Yet. I hate it that they didn't have love scenes. It's just, I loved what they both brought to the movie. Um, like I, a lot of guys, especially in the Commonwealth, you guys watch a lot of movies. So a lot of the times, you know, these actors going into it, I had never seen um, uh, uh, Diego Luna. I've never seen Felicity Jones in a movie before. So this was the first time. And I just love what they both brought to it. They just brought such heart, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think also 
with with both of them, but maybe maybe Jin, even just her costume, her look, her look was Star Wars. It was cool Star Wars, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't a white dress. It wasn't a white shirt and a a black vest. It wasn't an orange flight suit. It was something different. And it wasn't Padme with everything with the Yeah. Yeah. Different outfit every five minutes. So I just, I remember, so we were saying, where were you when rogue one came out? We had, we had started uh, the sand crawler back in September of 2016. So rogue one was our first experience as uh, a a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, To, yeah, to, to experience star Wars sort of online. And um, um, I, I remember, saying uh i think it was our 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 after show right, right after the movie was on that i'm like i i don't know if i can get it but i would like to cosplay as Jin Erso. i just thought her character was so cool you know we'll have to let out the shirt a little bit but uh and not as adorable i'm gonna have yeah to yeah well let's let's be yeah yeah let's be but uh, no it just it's it's a movie that as as sad as you can interpret the ending as it gives me such hope it's the movie that makes me feel the best one it's the it's the star wars movie that makes me feel the best after i'm watching it even more than a new hope oh wow nice it's uh i just they just you know mark you said it they just pretty much nailed it on yeah. every on every front there's, and, there's uh, something musical about the timing Carlos. i don't know whether you would agree but the 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 beats that it takes between yeah that, the the slaughter in that corridor and then getting the going down that tangent corridor down that white corridor to layer with that, with that alarm, that klaxon just sounded in the background. There's something about the measure of mm-hmm. that scene that plays out that's just sort of bringing you right to that point when they, mm-hmm. when Leia turns around. Even if she hadn't turned around, that'd have been fine for me. I, I got it yeah. completely what they were trying to achieve. But there's something so beautifully timed about that. It's perfect. Well, I see. It's again. It's one of those movies. It, there's beats to it. Like, I remember I was watching my second viewing. I went on a matinee on a Saturday or something. And there was a woman, there's a couple in front of me and they were big fans and this was their first viewing of it. And they finally got there and then, oh, she said, oh, I got to pee. And it was right before the Mustafar. I'm like, oh, no, don't go now. And I, but I couldn't say anything. I'm like, oh, no, oh, you're missing. The, oh, no. And she came back and like, what did I miss? I'm like, God, oh. all of it, yeah, everything. <laughs> like, like she, you, when she came back, I, I didn't hear the conversation because I was watching the movie. But I'm sure her husband would be like, "Yeah, Vader came." She'd be like, "Yeah, okay, sure." No, <laughs> no, you missed it. He was in a back to tank. You, 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 yeah, you, you wait till the end. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, You're excellent, um, gentlemen. Again, this is not one of those beat for beat. Let's rip it apart. I think because we were doing the roundtable at the time. If you want, uh, check out. I took all the roundtable episodes. Put them on the uh, SW Plus Roundtable stream. So the Talk Star Wars stream is is great because they have them as well, but you don't have to filter through all the in-between Talk Star Wars episodes. You don't have to go through all the fluff to get to the good stuff. You can find, find, I'm joking, by the way, you can find all Roundtable episodes. So I'm sure there's a Rogue One reaction episode of us coming out of the theater podcasting that weekend. Hmm. I'm sure that uh, the audio is horrible. I'm <laughs> there's a lot of things, but but I'll if you want you, the if you want I'll the tell you what you reaction. will find. Sorry, Rob, to keep cutting you out. Um, there's a, an interview I did with Rob Wade and uh, Anthony Bresnikan, where, where immediately mm-hmm. after um, Rogue One came out, we sat down with Anthony. He, he dedicated a couple of hours to us to chat about this movie, and that was re- a really nice insight into what goes on behind 
the movie picking his brain so that that'll be a good one to hunt out as well yeah absolutely yeah so again gentlemen thank you so much it's so great uh talking about these uh i guess the last jedi's next so- I'm, busy, I'm busy that day i'm so sorry i can't make it <laughs> yes yeah, so we're glad to be back uh we're doing again not every roundtable episode that wasn't but it's we do love to squeeze in these retro retrospectives and it's great slow news months it's nice to slip these in i'm gonna go around the horn Tell everybody where you, uh, people want to get a hold of you, where you're from, or what you, whatever you want to, or your socials, whatever you got going on. This is your time to to shine. Mark Godsif. Yes. What do you got going on? If, if somebody wanted to, um, you can find me on Twitter. Gotcha. I'm at uh, <laughs> SW Vintage Toy on Twitter. I'm basically hooked on the plastic crack. So um, everything I'm doing is there. You can see where my money's going. Especially yeah, right over your shoulder. <laughs> Black, Mike, yeah. it, any, anybody watching the live stream, uh, if it looked behind Mike, nobody, Mike has no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so. Uh, I buy the odd figure, you know. SW Vintage Toy and uh, stay tuned for uh, and all the other good stuff you got working on. Yeah, there's some wait. stuff on the back, stuff on the back burner, but we'll, we'll uh, cross that. We'll get into that when it comes it. up. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike, where can the good people find you and your, and your show? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I am at Mike Tarkin. Um, I would rather, though, you headed over to thesandcrawler.net, which is the website of the podcast of the same name that I do with my co-host, Dengar Dan Lazat, uh, thesandcrawler.net. Fantastic. Uh, Carlos. Uh, you can find me on so- Montreal, hanging about, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at uh, ccandidomusic uh, or at the funny Carlos. Uh, you can also uh, catch us um, on the Tumbling Saber podcast. Uh, we're uh, on a mini hiatus right now while uh, Kyle gets his bearings with his uh, new uh, uh, his new uh, uh, venture. Uh, but uh, we will be back, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, talking more uh, Star Wars with uh, Corey and Kyle over at the Tumbling Saber. You could check us out. Uh, at uh, patreon.com slash tumbling saber if you want to become a patron a powerful friend uh, you get a lot of uh, extra uh, goodies with um, including um, ad free shows and extra audio content uh, so go check that out awesome and uh, whenever you see Carlos on the internet swipe right you will not be disappointed <laughs> Yeah, I'd use a hashtag, but I can't use it on this show. Yeah. Uh, you, you want to find myself? I am, I, I, Carlos knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I, you can find me. I am at Robert M.M. Cast on Twitter and Instagram. I do a weekly show that if you want to know about that hashtag, I'll happily tell you on that. That's Roman Podcast. We're uh, an adult uh, broadcast, and that's every Wednesday. comes out at 3 p.m. Eastern every week. So check out the Roman Podcast on any wherever you listen to your to your to your podcasting content also for this show i implore you if you're listening to us on talk star wars take a pop over subscribe to us on apple or spotify wherever you like on swc plus uh, roundtable just so in the future if uh, we're not streaming on talk star wars and you, you won't miss out on any of this awesome conversation also to hashtag robs r2 R2 has not been out of the house in almost a year now so, but uh, that's where i take wherever I take art, my R2-D2, I'm an astromech builder. Wherever I take them out into the public, I implore people if they take a selfie with my R2 or something, uh, use the hashtag Rob's R2. So you can check that out uh, usually on Instagram and Twitter 
or yeah, mostly Instagram for uh, hashtag Rob too, and you can see all the you know it's I'm basically building a little visual journal of where he's been. Except he hasn't been anywhere in the last year, but you can still see him. He's our dude. Droid lockdown. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's on lockdown. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's it. So gentlemen, Rogue One, two thumbs up all around. So eight, if my math is correct. Um, that's still eight in there for American and friends. It doesn't matter, metric or imperial. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, until next month, uh, gentlemen, for Mark and Mike and Carlos, I'm Rob. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you next time on The Roundtable. Better.